Hi, I'm Kendra Corman, the host of Imperfect Marketing. If you're a solopreneur, small business owner, or a marketer, you know marketing is far from a perfect science. And that's why this podcast is called Imperfect Marketing. Here you will hear from marketing experts and successful business owners about their marketing tips and, of course, their lessons learned along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Back in 2022, which feels like forever ago, a lot of people were surprised by what happened with their rankings with the Google Core update. A lot of people took a hit. A lot of big sites took a hit. A lot of sites with a lot of different content that all over the place with not very much traffic and expertise and authority took some pretty big hits on their rankings. I actually got some regular calls and emails from one of my clients when they took a brief hit in the beginning, but they popped back up because we believe in following best practices and writing for people, not search engines. But each and every time I hear about these people trying to game the system, I'm always surprised when they're shocked and amazed that they took a hit when Google caught on. The key here is to write for people, not search engines. If you provide quality content in your area of expertise, you will rank better. Think about Google searchers as your as Google's customer. Google only wants to send them to good quality content. Google's smarter than all of us. And that If you keep that in mind, it's going to help you move away from trying to keyword stuff or fake backlinks and everything else that goes with it. Now, Google's made some other changes too. And that's one of the ones that I want to talk about today because here in April, Google released a review update for products, services, and other things. They also provided tips on how to write reviews so shoppers can find those reviews in search because they know that reviews are important to people. Now, the link is in the show notes to Google's write-up if you really want to read that yourself. But what are the best practices that Google's pushing for you on on reviews? First, evaluate from a user's perspective. So talk about it as a user, not as a manufacturer or the supplier of the service, right? Demonstrate that you're knowledgeable about what you're reviewing. They want to see that you're an expert. This goes with everything in Google. You want to provide evidence, visuals, audio, other links of your own experience with what you're reviewing to support your expertise and reinforce the authenticity authenticity of your review. That's a big one. Make sure you're not just writing a simple review. Have pictures, links, videos, whatever it happens to be that's going to talk about your expertise and make sure that it's authentic. Now, share quantitative measurements about how something measures up in various categories of performance. That's pretty cool, right? They want you to rank and rate and talk about things maybe like speed or the number of pockets or whatever it happens to be, but quantitative measurements about how it measures up in various categories. Pretty cool, right? Explain what sets something apart from its competitors. 
So if you're comparing two services or two softwares or two folder products, whatever it happens to be, make sure that you're talking about how they're the same, but also how they're different and why one is better than the other. You want to cover comparable things to consider or explain, again, what might be best for certain uses or circumstances. So I was recently looking for a new social media scheduler. And because of the amount of people, social media that I manage, Hootsuite was not going to be affordable. But it had a lot of really cool features that somebody who's just starting out and just managing their own social media might find useful. So as an agency, I'm not going to find paying $8,000 a year plus, I think it was, very useful. But somebody else who's only managing three or five, it was a lot more affordable. Discuss the benefits and drawbacks of something based on your own original research. Did you hear that? Own original research. So if you haven't used it, you can't do a review. But if you use it, talk about the good and the bad. Because that shows that it's an unbiased review of what's going on. Number eight is to describe how products evolve from previous models or releases to provide improvements, address issues, or otherwise help users making a purchase decision. This is really important because as software or different electronics, especially, right, go and get updates and model releases, it's always, you always want to know why it's better than the previous one, right? Because sometimes you don't care about the feature that was upgraded and you're fine with the older version, right? Number nine, focus on the most important decision-making factors based on your experience or expertise. So they gave an example and said a car review might be determined that fuel economy and safety are key decision-making factors and rate the performance of those in those areas. So you want to think again, price is probably something that a lot of people will weigh into their decision, right? But there might be some other factors that are important to people. So what are those factors? And make sure you're focusing on those key ones. Number 10, describe key choices and how a product's been designed and their effect on the users beyond what the manufacturer says. So Again, think about the effect beyond what the manufacturer says. If you're writing from a user's perspective, you're going to be able to give more detail and insight, right? Include links and other useful resources to help a reader make a decision. So if you want to show them different things, link them to another blog or another article that you read that you found helpful. Number 12 is consider including links to multiple sellers to give them an option to purchase from their merchants of choice. So not just Amazon, but think about all the different places that you could link somebody to to purchase if it's, an, if it's a product. If it's a service or a software as a service, sometimes that's harder because there aren't multiples. But again, just something to keep in mind. Now, when recommending something as the best overall or the best for a certain purpose, Make sure you say why it's the best with firsthand supporting evidence. This is key. If you want to rank for reviews, you're going to need to make sure that you have evidence. 
and showcase your expertise and talk about what you're talking about in that review. Now, Google did note affiliate programs and their affiliate programs position. So if you have links that are for affiliate rewards in your reviews and you're like me and recommend what you use, you're going to want to look at that and make sure that you're following those guidelines and their perspective on that. Finally, Google says what I think is one of the most important things. Focus on the quality and originality of your reviews, not the length. It's all about value. Value to the reader of the review, value to the reader of whatever it is that you're marketing. And that should be your view on everything as you go to market your business. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. I'd love it if you would rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Imperfect Marketing. Be sure to subscribe and visit KendraCorman.com slash Imperfect Marketing to view the show notes of all my podcast episodes. See you next week. Same time, same place.